God praise. Come on. You got battles to fight? Let's, let's worship. Come on. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm excited about this service. I'm excited, I was excited about the first service and what God did and what He's going to do. And I'm excited right now what He's going to do in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm just believing. And I want you to have faith too. Sometimes we have weak faith. Maybe that's why God's got me full of faith today, to agree with you. But the thing is, is you've got to be willing to let go of your depression. Sometimes we wallow in it, and we get depressed, and we like it, and we enjoy it. And because we feel bad about ourselves, and other people feel bad about us. But we got to let that go and let God help us and bless us. And I want to tell you a story right here in uh, 2 Corinthians 20, 15 through 18. And then verses 21 through 22. It'll be on the screen for you so you can look at it as well. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. I want you to understand. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by the army that seems like an army to you of the enemy that's surrounding you and bringing on the suppression. Because the battle is not yours is God. Tomorrow, tomorrow march out against them. You will find them coming up to the ascent of Ziz, Z-I-Z, and at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness, wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and then stand still. See, sometimes we're too busy. God wants to do something for us, and we're just moving around. We're just too busy. God's like, just stand still. Just chill out. I got this. You ain't going to have to fight. You just worship me, okay? And it says, but you won't even have to fight. Take your position. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. Even when you feel alone, God is with you. When you feel alone, like nobody's around, nobody cares, God is with you, okay? O people of Judah. Judah means praise, Okay, in Hebrew, the old, old people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. How many times is he saying, look, won't be afraid, don't be discouraged. Don't, don't do that. I got this. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low to the ground, face to the ground, and him and the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Verse 22, 21 and 22 says, After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. He invited the praise team. He said, look now, we're going to go fight this army. We got swords. We got, we got all kind of shields. Man, we got all kind of bows and arrows. And we got your back. But y'all get your microphones, and I want y'all to go out front, and y'all, I want y'all to go worship. Man, that, that's kind of, man, that, that takes some faith right there. To walk out there, but he knew what God said for him to do. So he said, look here, you go out there, you're a worshiper. You go out there and praise him, y'all go ahead. God said, we ain't going to have to fight. I want you to go worship. And through your worship, it's going to defeat the enemy. Okay? It says, so this is what, okay, uh, let me go back. After concerning the people um, praising, um, okay, so they were singing and praising in holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love or his mercy endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing. Come on now. Began to sing and give praise. The Lord calls the armies of Ammon, Moab, 
and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. And they defeated them and destroyed them completely. Come on. They, they began to worship. that They didn't even have to fight. They were obedient and they worshiped to God. And the God delivered them. And I'm telling you, I'm believing that is the key for y'all. This year I told you God gave me a word that at Kingdom Life we will have, that God is going to bring emotional wholeness to you. Okay, and so I'm believing on that, and, and God, and I was, I was going to wait a little while, and God's like, what are you waiting for? Are you scared? Are you walking in fear that I'm not going to do what I said I would do? I spoke you a word. Now, trust me. Go ahead and start on it now. We'll have three or four of these services about depression and anxiety and whatever else about emotional hurt service. Next, next week, I'm going to say this is how we fight my battles of um, unforgiveness, and we're going to talk about that next, unless God changes it. That's just the thought I have right now. So, but I'm not, but, but I'm not going to try to make depression simple. It's very complex. It's very serious. And, you know, when I was younger in the Lord and a young minister, I used to think, read your Bible and pray and get over it. Okay? Man was I wrong. After I saw somebody look in my eyes and I saw the desperation in their eyes saying, please help me, I was like, wow, this is real. I'm not, as I said, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a counselor. I'm a pastor. But I'm going to be obedient to God and, and tell you what he has to say today because d depression is a terrible disease. Anxiety is fear-based and normally lashes out. Stress then helps, becomes overwhelmed and leads to depression. And then depression leads to total loss of joy. Anthedonia. I, I, don't, I, I, mean, I still got it wrong. It's, it's close to anthedonia. Uh, Daryl was trying to coach me on how to say that. But anthedonia, it means total loss of joy. Okay, And it normally lashes inward. Anxiety lashes more outward, but that's why depression is more of an inward disease. And it wants to separate you. It wants to isolate you. And if it's not dealt with, it will um, continue to move on. If it's not dealt with medically or, or, or spiritually, it will cause suicidal thoughts and possibly even and suicidal um, attempts. But here I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to die to end your pain because you serve a great big God. Amen. 300 million people around the world have depression, according to the World Health Organization. 16.2 million adults in the United States have experienced a depressive episode in the past year. 38 million people in America battle clinical depression, so you're not alone. It is one of the most common illnesses in the world right now. And according to the, the World Health Organization, depression, listen to this, it blew my mind, causes more disabilities than any other sickness. Depression is rampant right now. And by the way, that 38 million, that's not including the people who did not go to the doctor and get diagnosed, that are dealing with, I got this, which are mostly men. Their men don't go, I got this, I can handle it, I'm a man, I'll just fight through it. I, I'm not going to go say I'm depressed and I'm weak. Supposedly, but here I think it's funny that that we, we whenever we have the flu, we get on Facebook. I got the flu. Pray for me. I went to the doctor. He gave me Tamiflu. Pray for me. Whenever I, I get cut, I need stitches. Look at this cut I got. Pray for me. I got stage five cancer. I'm dying. Pray for me. How often do you see somebody on Facebook say, I'm depressed, pray for me? You know why? Because society has made people think that if you have a mental disease, that you're crazy. 
Let's break that stigma. If nowhere else, let's break it in this house that we understand that you're not crazy. It's just like any other disease. You're just sick like everybody else is. You need prayer, and you need to go to the doctor. So let's break that, and, let's, and quit looking at people like they're crazy when they say, I got, I'm, I, I got anxiety, or I've got fear, or I've got mental, uh, uh, a mental disorder. It's not, you're not crazy. It's just a sickness. It's something that the enemy has put upon you. The enemy, well, the Bible says that God... And, um, Jesus Christ came, came to bring life and life more abundantly. But the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. i got to calm down. I'm too excited today. <clears throat> it was just when God gets in you, though, it's just hard to, it's hard to contain it. we we got to know that it's okay not to be okay. I give you permission right now. It's okay if you're not okay, everybody. You're not weird, you're normal, okay? It's not okay to stay that way. And what I mean by that is get help, get counseling, come sit with a pastor, ask for prayer, come to the altar today. So it's okay not to be okay, but don't stay, it's not okay to stay that way. Doctors say just getting out in the sunlight helps you with depression. Just going to the park and sitting and watching kids play and swing helps depression why because it brings joy we love sunlight but today's society we go in our in, inside and we binge watch Netflix Netflix we get behind a computer screen and we and we get on Facebook or, or Instagram we sit there and we we uh, play video games all day long so we stay inside and just seclude ourselves and it gets worse some of the greatest biblical heroes dealt with depression Psalms 51 King David was seriously depressed because of his unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin can depress you because you know where you're going. It can, it can depress you because you got this sin, you're not dealing with it. God's like, you've got to deal with it. And once you deal with it, and, and get, you'll get free from it, and it'll leave. Um, and then you have in Jonah, chapter 1, verse 2, Jonah was depressed because he was running away from God, and he was in willful, he had a willful act of disobedience. He was supposed to go to Nineveh. You've heard me say this before, but he went to Tarshish. Tarshish means away from the presence of God. So he was supposed to go to the presence. He went away from the presence. Why? Did I ever tell you that? Why? The reason why is because he wanted them people to die for their sin. And he knew the power of God. And he said, God, if I go over there and tell them about you, they're going to get saved, and you're not going to do nothing to them. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it is. Read it. And he's like... And I want them to, they, they deserve to die for how they treated you. So he decided to play God and went the other direction. And you see, he got swallowed up by a whale and went down into deep, the deep, deep dark of the ocean and, and deep depression. And then Elisha, we talked about him a while ago. We were talking about Elisha, we were talking about Elijah, the prophet, was incredibly depressed. He had one of the biggest victories ever. He called fire from heaven. Who does that? How do you do that? He defeated 400 prophets of Baal. Okay? This is in 1 Kings 19. He called down fire from heaven. There was, a, there was a drought. And he had the guts to say, go get water, all the water you got left, and pour it here on the altar. There's a drought. Why would you go get all the water you had in a drought and pour it on the water so this cat can do something with it? 
But he did, and, he, and he, he, fire came down from him, and I stood on that mountain. I've been to Israel several times now, and I physically stood on that mountain. That In that area, it was really the only place that fire could have came down because of the way everything, it was the highest place. And I stood there and just in awe. He lit it up. Okay? So he, 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 after that happened, uh, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. For some reason, after his biggest victory, he got so intimidated by Jezebel, he ran he ran, he went up on a juniper tree, and what did he say? Fully depressed, God, just let me die. Just let me die. Wow. Right after he called fire from heaven, so, somebody said, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I'm done. Just, I give up. Just let me die. Okay? So he went under the juniper tree, and God sent an angel and gave him, I know y'all are thinking, well, what did the angel say? Some kind of very spiritual thing. It was very unspiritual. What did she say? She said, you need some, or he said, you need some rest and you need some food. You're tired. That big old victory you had zapped you. You're done, son. You need, you need food. Go to sleep. Eat some food. Go to sleep. And when you wake up, eat some more food. <laughs> and honestly, read it. That's what it says. Sometimes you get so exhausted, and after a great big victory, you can be guaranteed the enemy's coming. So when you have a great big victory, go ahead and draw a line, and go ahead and get your stance, and be ready. I know you're coming, so I'm ready for you. Don't walk around, oh, you know, I had a big victory, praise God, I'm going to take the world on, bam, he just knocks you out. So get, your, get rest, and get food, and, and, and take time to replenish yourself. Get away, rest, and relax, and then... Jeremiah's depression, he was, he was depressed. There's a whole entire book in the Bible about Jeremiah. It's called Lamentations. It's depressing. Read it. You're going to go to the doctor tomorrow because you feel so sad. <laughs> I read that book. I was like, I don't like this book. Man, it's called Lamentations. It means about crying. It's just horrible. But it was about his depression. So there's like, there's like four types of depression. Okay, one is situational. You lose a family member. You get out of a relationship that you, that you were in that you really were, wanted to be a part of. You know, situations cause you to kind of get depressed about things. Then there's developmental. This is a chemical imbalance, okay? This is a situation where, where there's things are, are, are in, there's an imbalance, you know, just like AD, kids that are ADD or someone that has diabetes. There's, 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 it's an imbalance. There's, it's just an imbalance is all it is. It just, it's, it's nothing weird. It's not, you're not crazy. It's just an imbalance. People have different things that causes imbalance you take medication for it what have you and and you, you hopefully get better and then there's a spiritual depression that just the enemy comes against you it's just warfare and it tries to get you depressed and then there's a biological um depression and that is a generational curse that comes down the bloodline from your mom and your daddy your grandma and granddaddy and you're just depressed because everybody in your family tree's been depressed and you got, at that point, you got to break that generational curse so it don't go down to your kids. Because if you don't, it will. 100%. So you got to say, God, I break the generational curse. you got to speak that in the name of Jesus. We, we let all the negative junk in our life play over. When all the negative stuff happens, we, we just focus on it. We meditate. Instead of meditating on God's word, we meditate on all the horrible things in our life that happen and just put it you know, on repeat and just sit there and watch it in our mind. In our mind, that's what happens. We go over and over and over and over it. 
But life is not about waiting out the storms of past. I heard one somewhere. It said it's about dancing in the rain, making the best of what it is. You know, and so you have important dreams or expectations that happen that, that, that don't come through or you lose a relationship. That's, that's where you have a situational depression. You have undealt with anger and bitterness and resentment. And, you know, and that anger turns inward and then you become depressed. That's spiritual. You have a major tragedy in your life that you just can't bounce back from. That's situational and spiritual. You have drug abuse. You know, that is all the above. It's, you know, it, it, could be, it could be biological because you had a, a, a drug or a alcohol abuse father or mother, and it could be biological. It's situational because you, you turn to drinking because of the fact that if something bad happened in your life, so you turn to drinking to try to numb yourself. It could be de developmental. You could have just an addictive personality, and you take a drink, and then boom. You know, or you could, uh, it could be uh, spiritual where you, know, you just get depressed, and you turn to that to try to you know, go against things. So, so drug and alcohol abuse. But, but we be, and also, when we, we use depression or us feeling bad to, get a, to, to manipulate people to give us attention. Sometimes we have, we have a, a situation where we, we feel bad and we like it because we like the tension that we get because people know we're depressed or we're anxious and we, and we know that we talk about it and, pe and we, we like that attention. And people really get addicted to the attention of that. You know, so, and, and, and it don't have to just be anxiety and depression. Some people just like attention and they just create you ever met somebody that created sickness in their lives just so people would feel bad for them and stuff? Like every time they were always sick or afflicted or something's going on, you know? So, so, so anyway, so, so that, that happens a lot of times. We create that, and it's bad for us because it's going to create a pattern in our life that's going to eventually destroy our, destroy our minds. But there's some awesome drugs out there that, that help get, get yourself back in place. And, so, and, and it can be much help by going to the doctor. And sometimes they've got to try different things. And it may not work at first. It may get worse. It may get better. It may slow down. But you've got to go to the doctor and trust the doctor if you have maybe one of the chemical things, what have you. And you're like, yeah, but I don't believe in doctors, Pastor Doug. I just trust God to heal me. Well, you might die. Okay? I mean, I know several people that, didn't, that never went to the doctor, and they died. And when they got to the doctor, the doctor said, I could heal everything that's wrong with you. I just can't heal it all at the same time now. I'm just telling you. That's, I mean, there's people that I know that that's what the doctor said. Because you trusted God. Now, and I, don't get me wrong. We've got to trust God. But God also says use wisdom. There's a book in this Bible, and it's, and it's, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's the third book in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John. Luke, maybe you didn't know, Luke was a doctor. He was a physician. God allowed Luke, a doctor, to write one of these books of his Holy Bible. And I'm sure, since he hung out with him, that he talked to him. Because when Jesus was here, he was fully man. He didn't, he didn't mess with God because he had to go through what we went through. So he didn't, like, heal himself. So I'm sure he was stopped up and, and Luke said, hey, you need to eat some cabbage or something. We need to do something to help things move. He, I'm sure he helped him some way and, and told him, hey, you know, you need some of them berries. Them berries are good for, 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 for nausea or what have you. He had Luke. Luke was a doctor, so doctors are good. So don't get it wrong and, and, and do that. And, and getting medical attention does not make you weak. When you go to the doctor and he says, take, take you know, you know uh, Tamiflu, you're going to take it. You may take it. I mean, I'll, I'll drink, I'll eat crack cocaine if I feel better when I'm sick. I can't stand it. I'm playing. I'm really done. I just, I just hate to be sick. I, I mean, I'm a baby when I'm sick. 
I just, whatever the doctor says, just, you know, you know. I had, I had, I had somebody, say, somebody said I got this cough. I had this cough for about a month. It actually got worse starting Friday, and I know why, and that's okay. The devil's a liar. But, but the thing is, is somebody said, I got something to help that, that cough. I know for 100%. They said, I got some cinnamon whiskey at home. If you take that, I was like, I can't do that. I said, because I'm an alcoholic, and if I take a little bit of cinnamon whiskey, you ain't going to have none left because I'm going to drink it all. Okay, so I can't, I can't do that. I, in the military, I found out that I just can't, just can't have a little social drink because I'll be done, son. You know, I know the Bible does not, it doesn't say that, you know, I can't prove it in the Bible that just having a, a social drink is wrong, but, I, but for me, it is. That's why the Bible says work out your own salvation because when I, when I, when I take a social drink, uh, I'm going to pass out. Eventually, okay. Okay, so so here's the thing, but so but but so you got to start talking to yourself, take control of your mind, okay. And I'm not saying that's going to just solve everything. Proverbs 23 and 7: As a man thinks, so is he. Proverbs 12 and 5: The thoughts of the righteous are right. A Roman emperor that, that lived named uh, Marcus Aurelius lived 150 years after Christ was born, and he said, "I think to determine the way I am." You you heard you are you are what you think. Okay, so a simple, profound statement says it takes work to be happy. You're just not going to just be happy because you've got to do something. Your surround sound needs to be things that makes you happy. Proverbs 4 and 8 will tell you exactly what to do. And now, dear brothers, Paul said, one final thing. So I've said all this other, Paul said, I've said all this other stuff. i got one final thing to tell you. One more thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent, excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting these into practice, all that you've learned and received from me, everything that you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace, an anonym of, of depression, when you think on good things, the, the God of peace will be with you. you you've, got, you've got to prime the pump. You've got to smile. You've got to be able to hang out with a friend. Whenever I was a little kid, I went to my granddad's house. There was a, a pump in the backyard, and I went back there, and I was, and Daddy's like, "See if you can get that to work, son." I so I said, "Okay, clank, 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 clank." Just you just kept beating. I was like, "Clank, clank, clank." I was like, "It don't work. It's broke." He said, "No, it works. I promise you." He said, "See if you can get it to work." I said, "Clank, clank, 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 clank." Nope. He said, "Keep going." I promise you, just keep going. I was like, "Okay, Daddy." So and I said, now, "Now it's getting hard. It's about to get stuck." He said, "Keep going. Trust me." So I did it, and all of a sudden. Whoosh! All that water just gushed out. So I'm here to tell you today that, that, that if you keep on praising God, you keep on serving God, you keep on reading the Bible, you keep on singing worship, you keep on saying, I'm surrounded by you, you keep on saying, the victory is mine in Jesus, you keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on, eventually it's going to get up in you and it's just going to gush out and laughter and joy and happiness and peace is going to come to you. But you can't, I, you can't give up. Whenever it's clank, 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 and you feel like you're just clanking against nothing, and the, the, you're, it's an empty house that you're, you're in, and your mind is just, just bombarded by, by Satan and the demons, don't let the enemy live rent-free in your mind. But, my, but, but, but Daddy told me, keep going, keep going, and I did. So we all have a, a, a well of water inside of us. If you're saved, you have the, the water of God. He, he's the living water inside of us. And to bring it to the surface, we have to smile. We have to worship. We have to sing. We have to be joyful. We have to laugh. Find somebody that makes you laugh and sit, sit down with them and talk with them. Hang out with them. At first, you're going to feel maybe like when you're laughing and, and doing all and smiling and trying to be happy, you're going to feel like that it's phony. But it's not. You're just being obedient. 
The Word of God says, think on these things. Be happy, be joyful. And it's not, it's not, and then soon a, a gusher is going to come out and break free. Nehemiah said, in the middle of some pretty depressing circumstances, he's up there, he's got his, hand on, his foot on the ladder, his foot down here on the ladder, he's got a hammer in his hand, he's got a sword in his hand, and he's fighting people while he's hammering, trying to beat, put that wall up. He's, he's hammering, and he's fighting people. And so he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my faith. So you got to talk feelings. Talk to somebody. Journal about it. Get it out. Don't leave it in. Journal. Talk about how you feel. Talk to God about how you feel. Tell him that you're mad. Tell him you're mad that he hasn't healed you. Tell him you're mad that he, you think that he gave you that, that depression. He is not offended and not mad when you tell him how you feel. He gave you feelings. Then you talk to God and tell him how you feel. And then you get it all out. And you allow God to start ministering to you. Then you realize, wow, God, I'm sorry. I, it wasn't you. You didn't cause this. And then you start, you start realizing you're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're seeking God, you're speaking all this stuff. Get away from negativity. Don't you know that when you're around negativity, you feel negative? You ever been around somebody that's negative and all of a sudden, man, you're just like, man, I'm just depressed being around this person. You know? I had to cut some people out of my life because of that. You know? So talk feelings. It makes you happier. Worship music. You know, hey, take... take Take a good uh, example from the jailhouse boys, okay? Paul and Silas. It says in Acts 16, 25, 26, after midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, spiritual song, I mean, praying and singing spiritual songs of praise to God. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake that the very foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once, at once, all of the prison doors were open and the prison chains became unfastened. Okay, there was no music, you know, you know um, uh, today Hannah's not, she wasn't feeling well. You know, she plays the rhythm guitar, and you know, it was, it was a good part of this song that we're singing. You know, and my first thought was, oh man, I hate, I hate she's sick, you know, but God, and God's like, listen, Paul and Silas, they ain't have no rhythm, they ain't have no drums, they ain't have no piano. All they had is their foot, their hands. He said, you think I, you think I dictate if, how I move based on how things are? He said, I can move with nothing. I'm not, I don't, I'm not moved by how you're moved. And, and, and how dark and dungeon, how, how depressing is it in a jail? Most everybody there, you know, sometimes there's some, bad, some, some people that are not, not guilty. But everybody there is guilty. They know they're guilty. Paul and Silas weren't. But everybody else was guilty. They knew they were guilty. Someone had to be there for life. It's dark. They've been weak. I mean, at that time, they whipped them and they beat them. And they're in chains. That's a dark place. But they begin to sing to God. And they begin to worship to God. And, the, and the, the actual foundations of the jail, with no music, began to shake. The foundations. And the doors flew open for everybody and said, you're free of your depression. You're free of whatever you're going through. You're free of that. So we can't let our minds... We have to let our minds get off ourselves and on to other people. Just don't sit there. Get out and do some community service. What can I do? Let me go to the church and paint a wall or something. Well, there's no wall to paint. Well, paint it again. I'm doing something for Jesus. Sweep the floor. Come clean Pastor Doug's office up. I'm not, I'm not very good. So anyway, but just don't sit there and veg out. Okay? If you're here with a heavy heart today, I'm believing it in a few minutes when we pray. God is going to, at the very least, give you hope that there's an end to it. At the very most, I'm believing for a miracle, instantaneous miracle. 
And in between, I'm believing that in the middle that at least God's going to start the process and you're going to feel that something has changed and shifted in your life. This is not a cure-all, okay? You know, as I've always said, even when you feel healed, don't stop taking your medicine. Keep taking your medicine. Go to the doctor and get tested again. But I'm going to give you hope today. I've given you hope, hopefully. Um, Isaiah 61 and 3, to console all those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. The living, the living Bible says, to all those who mourn in Israel, God will give beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning and crying, praise instead of heaviness. For God has planted them like strong, graceful oaks in his own glory. We are created to praise God. Depression and worship cannot er exist together. If you're truly worshiping from your heart, you are not depressed. And if you are, you're not worshiping from your heart. They cannot coexist. It's like darkest and dark and light, you know? Salt, water, fresh, you can't be together. Worship and depression and anxiety cannot coexist. I realize that the attack of the enemy sometimes keeps you from worshiping. The enemy will keep you, you feel down, you feel bad. But listen, whenever uh, somebody's training for, for the Olympics, they may be sick with an upper respiratory system, but every morning they're still going to go out there and get in that pool and swim laps because they know I got to do this. You may not feel like it. So you may not feel like singing to God. You may not feel like reading your Bible. But if you're depressed, if you want to get out of it, that's how you're going to get out of it. That's how you fight your battle. Sing and praise to God. Worship regardless of your circumstances. That scripture says that you are a strong and graceful oak. It takes 100 to 200 years for a oak, graceful oak, to finally get to the place where it is fully and completely grown. But when it's fully and completely grown, they have the deepest roots, and I don't care what storm comes, it ain't going to move. So just know, in your deep, dark days, you will not be uprooted because of your worship and your faith in God. That's why we can have joyful mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In Psalms 40, it tells us how, how um, depression is broken in worship. He lifted us out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, and out of the mire. He set my feet on a solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what we have done and be amazed and put their trust in God. You are here by divine appointment. If you're here today, you think you decided to come to church today. God made all the circumstances and the, everything line up so you could be here today, so you could receive it. You are not watching online on Facebook Live by accident. You don't have to be in the service to be healed. And you put on, you put on Facebook Live that you need prayer, and I'll pray for you. I'll even, I'll even Facebook you or message you, or, or I'll get up with you somehow if you need prayer. Or we'll meet somewhere, and we'll have coffee, and I'll pray for you. Because you are important as well. God is going to give some of you hope today. God is going to heal some of you today. Somebody in the first service, they knew Jay O'Dell. Jay O'Dell was, was gone and had to, and was on vacation because I think it's an anniversary or something. But they came. They didn't talk to Jay O'Dell this week because God stopped them from calling Jay O'Dell and saying, hey, are you going to be there someday? I'm going to try to come to church and visit. You've been asking me. So he stopped them because that person had to come and that person that came came down to the altar and said, I have anxiety. 
I said, you're here by divine appointment. Because if you'd have called him, then you wouldn't have showed up, would you? She's, they said no. So divine appointment. God's going to give you blessings today. His hand is upon you. He's going to give you a new song to sing. One way that you can know that you're being healed of depression is that you, you, you lose your self-identification. Um, you don't talk about how I'm depressed. You don't talk about how I have anxiety. You start saying, I am being healed. I am being made whole. I am being freed. I am victorious. This is how I fight my battles. I am victorious in Jesus' name. You lose that. You quit talking about it. You start talking about it. I'm here to tell you today, if you were depressed in this room, you have anxiety in this room, you are fearful in this room, that's not who you are. That's, that, that is what you're suffering with, but it's not who you are. It's what you're going through, but it's not who you are. So be free from that lie of the devil that it is who you are, that you're, that you're just a failure. You, you caused this, and it's your fault, and you've done something wrong, and all this kind of junk. Do not believe that. You have been sentenced to heaven, and God is going to be here with you today. My victory is in Jesus' name. Would you say that with me a couple times? My victory is in Jesus' name. One more time. My victory is in Jesus' name. We're going to sing this song one more time. And I'm going to let you sing it a little bit. Get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. And then and, and, and we're going to sing it. You know, and, then, and then I'm going to start praying for somebody. We're going to ask you to come down if you want prayer in a few minutes. And when you come down, I want you to come down believing believing that there's going to be a miracle happening right here at this altar, that you're going to walk out free. But believe, when you come down, also believe that at least I'm going to walk out with more hope than I've ever had before, that this is going to be over, that I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So would you join with us, and everybody go ahead and stand up. And you may say, well, hey, I don't want to go down there and get prayed for. Listen, I, last night, I, me, me and the Holy Spirit had a good time at that door. I prayed over that door. You've already been prayed over. So I'm believing that God's going to touch you today. But in a few minutes, I'm going to be praying and asking for God to touch you. So let's sing this song a minute, and then I'll call you down.